What's up, everybody? Welcome to the new episode. I have here with me, Mr. Cam Lamb. Thanks for joining me. Um, yeah, so he's a fellow filmmaker and I'm so glad to have him share his story with all of you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So you're filming a lot, you're on the go. Tell me, was filming always part of your background? What's your story? So my story uh, was that I started out skateboarding. That was my first love. And from that, I discovered cinematography. So this is a pretty common story. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of filmmakers who start out skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And I stuck with filming skateboarding because um, even though I love skateboarding, I was better at filming. Plus, I didn't get hurt. <laughs> and I continued to do that. And eventually, I got to the point now where I'm doing it as a living. So skateboarding was, was the the start of it all. Uh, I'm grateful for that experience. Nice. So yeah, that was 11 years ago when I first, when I first picked up my camera and started okay. filming. Yeah. So it was really cool. I went on a lot of ventures with friends. Like we'll, we'll stay up to like three, four in the morning, you know, bring our lights out and generators mm -hmm. and like we'll trespass. Uh, never yeah, got in trouble for it, fortunately, you know, but yeah. it, it was one of those things where you just out with the, the, the boys and stay up late and just, have fun right. while everyone is sleeping. So that, mm -hmm. that was a cool experience. Very cool, very yeah. cool. So Thanks. I know we were talking about you being an immigrant uh, from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell me that story and any challenges that you faced? Yes, so I call it the lottery ticket story. So, and it, literally it's, it was based on the lottery ticket. So there are three things that goes into the story. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, there's the value of patience. My parents had to wait 10 years to get approved to fly over here. Mm. So when you sign up to migrate to America, there's the approval process. Mm. And we waited 10 years before we were approved to fly over here. So, so patience, one of them. And then the other one's a little bit of luck. So the lottery ticket, my dad loves buying lottery tickets. And to this day, he buys one or two every day. Mm -hmm. And in Vietnam, it's a little bit easier to win. Mm -hmm. But when you do, it's not that much. Mm -hmm. But he won the lottery ticket. With that money, he was able to buy a home. And with that home that we bought, we sold it to get the tickets to fly over here. So without that lottery ticket, there was no home and no money to buy tickets to fly over wow. here. So that's so the second thing. That's a luck, luck right? Wow. A little bit of luck, patience. And then yeah. also the third thing, the, the third thing, which is I think is the most important, is uh, the power of prayers. My dad would pray every morning. Like my, my, he will go out. And, and pray with the, uh, the incense mm -hmm. and he'll do that every day and he still does it today so mm -hmm. those are the, the three main reasons of how we got here so a little bit of luck um, being patient and praying like being positive wow. so yeah and uh, we really appreciate the little things because mm -hmm. we came from a pretty poor background mm -hmm. so I know what it's like to have nothing my parents grew up during the communist attack Okay. So my dad was, he went through a lot. Let's just put it that way. Mm -hmm. So, and his story was, is the main reason why I appreciate the little things. I tried to not complain as much as I can because mm -hmm. my parents have been through so much so that I can get here. So yeah, and coming over here was a little bit tough because growing up being that Asian kid that migrated here, you know, a lot of other kids would bully me or pick on me. Mm -hmm. But 
I, I, I learned from it, I grew from it, and it was, it, was, it was adversity that I had to overcome. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my story of how we got here. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Thanks, That's man. awesome. Yeah. So, um, I know you were telling me that you were self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into filming? When was that point when you knew, okay, I, I like this, I want to keep pursuing this? Yeah, so skateboarding, I filmed that for six years and it was super fun. I, 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 it was my passion for the longest mm-hmm. time. And after a while, it was getting kind of tiring and I want to do something new. And I didn't really know where to go. I, 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 after that six years of filming skateboarding, I decided to jump into doing this professionally, mm-hmm. full time. And I was a little hesitant, but my friend, his name is also Tam. He's a, a very good photographer. He mm-hmm. gave me the push, gave me the motivation, and he actually believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself. He, mm-hmm. he saw potential in me. Mm-hmm. And he is one of the main reasons why I'm here today. He told me to do this full time and pursue it as a career. So it was about, I believe, five years ago. I quit my nine to five, quit school. At that time, I was trying to figure out what I want to do because right. my parents just would tell mm-hmm. me, go to school, get a degree, become a doctor, become something, you know? Yeah, make that. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're pretty old school, but yeah. I, did, I quit my nine to five, uh, quit school, and pursue this full time. And the first two years, I was just kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I eventually I got my name out there and now I, I am I am pretty I am at a pretty good place nice. where I'm pretty consistent with work. So nice. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks. So did you did you job shadow first? What was like your first job? Did you in terms of getting experience? For filmmaking? For filmmaking. Uh, um no, I didn't really have anyone to shadow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Back then mm-hmm. social media wasn't like it is how, how it is right. today. Now today you could DM someone and ask if you want, yeah. if, if you want to shadow somebody, True. right? And then sometimes they reply and you can mm-hmm. go learn much faster. I didn't have mm-hmm. that back then. So um, it was just a lot, of, a lot of mistakes that I had to learn on my own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm for, yeah. So, kind of learn everything on my own. Unfortunately, I didn't have anyone there, but it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would have right. been nice if social media was around then. Right. Like, like how but it is now. It's here now, so. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm grateful for the experiences. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so speaking of social media, because I know you're on Instagram, right? <laughs> and I love your posts because they're, they're really funny. Some of them are super funny and um, really cool. So you are into fitness. You are into gimbals. Mm-hmm. And how, how did you mesh those together? You know, because I know some of your posts, what, how do you come up with ideas for some of your posts? Because I know you had like that one where you had the gimbals, it was like a gimbal workout. Yeah. You know, how did, how did you come up with that? The gimbal training video, uh, that I came up on the spot. It was kind of funny. I don't know if you can relate to this, but mm-hmm. you were really creative. I, I'm really creative when um, I get very little sleep. So when I'm sleep deprived, my logic kind of goes out the window <laughs> and then like, you get creative. Yeah. So that day like, I got four, three, four hours of sleep oh. and I was shooting with Jason Vong. Shout out to Jason Vong. <laughs> uh, we were collaborating that day in LA and, uh-huh. uh, and we just happened to have two gimbals. And uh-huh. I said, hey, can you film me running up and down the stairs with the gimbals? <laughs> and then like we were about to wrap up and I was like, hey, can you like shoot some more of me like doing squat with this? Yeah, yeah. And then I just, 
Yeah. It, nice. It's one of those things when, when you when you were with the right people, just ideas just pop up. And, you know, Jason's a pretty creative guy, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah, it, it, I came up with the idea on the spot. Nice. It's, it's just, it's, so basically it's like organic, you know? It, yeah. It, it kind of comes in the spur of the moment you just got to run with it yeah right? yeah it definitely wasn't planned yeah <laughs> but it was fun it looked like it was planned though no, it was a little Thanks. bit in some parts but thank you. it worked out together once yeah. it was put together yeah thank you yeah thank you. that was fun so um gimbros your community that you created on instagram mm-hmm. how did you come up with that idea to create a community around gimbals oh it's, uh, it's funny um, and bros <laughs> yes so I would just talk to my friend Jocelyn and I call him Gimbrel. It was just one of those things I just came up on the spot. And he was like, dude, that's pretty cool. You should create an Instagram page for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I will. And then I created the Instagram page for it. You know, Gimbal Bros, Eagle Gimbrels. So, and then I'm really passionate about gimbals because yeah. uh, when it comes to visual storytelling movement, it's, it's how I approach it. Mm-hmm. So I love that dynamic visual stimulant when it comes to uh, the gimbal movements. And I want to share other people's gimbals and setups and kind of kind of be the hub for people to go to if they want to find out more about gimbals or if they want to follow people that use gimbals a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what started Gimbros. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So Yeah, because I, I see that community, it's growing, it's Thanks. awesome. Thank you. And I check it out sometimes because mm-hmm. you have some cool posts on it. So that's very, very cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. I yeah. I really enjoy posting and sharing on social media. So they say that um, when pa- when your passion is shared, mm-hmm. it's magnified. Mm. So social social media has been that platform for me. That's why I'm on there so much. I post so much. I see. Yeah. So it's yeah. fun for me. To some people, it's work. Mm-hmm. It, it can be work at times. Right. Like, but if you like what you do, right? It yeah. doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It's very true. It's yeah. Very true. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks, man. So in terms of gimbals. Because mm-hmm. I know you use, utilize them a lot. Um, what what do you look for in a gimbal? Like what specific features do you look for when choosing a gimbal? And what is your current gimbal that you use a lot? Right now I'm using the Xeon Crane 2. Mm-hmm. And when I look for a gimbal, I like, I like to get one that can handle more weight just so I can add a little bit more accessories to it. Yeah, definitely need one that's reliable and Xeon has been really reliable so far. Mm-hmm. I trust their product. I love their product. Uh, what else are I looking for a gimbal? Uh, size, for sure. Mm-hmm. I start out with the Ronin. So that was a back workout and a sh- shoulder workout every time I use that. Because <laughs> you got the two yeah, handles yeah. right here, right? You remember when it first came out, there was like no pistol grip gimbals. Yeah. So it was just that big Ronin or like a Ronin M. Exactly. And, and like, I, I got the Ronin right when it first came out. I uh-huh. pre-ordered it. I was super stoked. Yeah. I put on my credit card, <laughs> got it, invest, invest in it, and then the Ronin M came out. Mm. And I was like, man, I wish I got the Ronin M. Right. But size is a big thing because I do a lot of travel gigs. Uh-huh. And the Crane 2, the pistol grip gimbal, mm-hmm. you can break it down and make it really compact, which is easy yeah. for travel. And then I bought a separate dual handlebar system mm-hmm. that you can also break down, right. which is also convenient exactly for travel so yeah because i saw you you're using that in the last event that we were filming at yeah and i was like wow this this is that's really smart thanks right man. because thanks. you have the crane mm-hmm. right there that you could hook up and then you have 
you know, the, the two handlebars mm-hmm. and you can mount your monitor and whatever else mm-hmm. on it. But then when you take it down, break yeah. it down, it's yeah. really compact. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Thanks, very man. Cool. It's, it's really fun. It's, it's like uh, kind of like Legos. Yeah. There's so many ways to go about it. Uh-huh. And everyone has their own setup. It's kind of interesting to see like everyone kind of have the same thing, but they modify it a little bit. Right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah because cool. I see a lot of people using like the the Ronin or mm-hmm. similar types of gimbals. But and then now I'm starting to see more people using like the pistol grip mm-hmm. type gimbals. Mm-hmm. And I know the Ronin or DJI, um, I think they're coming out with a pistol grip. Oh, they, they just come out with the Ronin S. Yeah. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. pre-order it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I've, I've seen people put the, a red on that thing. Yeah. I saw like a video with a guy with like holding it with like a red yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> Under. That's so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. What I like about that is that they were clever enough to um, put the arm a mm-hmm. little lower mm-hmm. so you can see the monitor. It, it doesn't obstruct the view of your monitor. Right. Uh, see the arm? Yeah. So it's like out here yeah. rather than like... Yeah. Right in front of the monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's crazy. I've, I've, I tried it at NAB. It's really responsive. Very cool. Yeah. So you, you tried it with the red on it? No, no, just with the oh. DSLR. Okay, we're just, but, yeah. You know, anything DJI comes out with, it's going to sell like hotcakes. Of course, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was sold out, I think, uh, during the pre-order. No way. Can, you, can, can things be sold out during pre-orders? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. That's what I, that's what I heard. Wow, maybe they did. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, yeah dji they always come out with quality stuff yeah so. but i i know that they're a little late to the pistol grip game so we'll see yeah. how it is you know yeah. they could make something good but is it reliable that's exactly. a question exactly so that's Z, true yeah zoom has been really reliable for me mm-hmm. i'm not paid to say that just so you guys know <laughs> <laughs> but you use it a lot so you can't complain yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> um yeah so in terms of um now mm-hmm. How do you network? How do you get your clients? Uh, it's all been through word of mouth mm-hmm. so far. I never really invested in marketing. Maybe I should, but I've built a lot of relationships with other production companies, mm-hmm. which is nice because I don't have to worry about the pre-production process as much or post-production post-production right. process. I mean, show up and shoot. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with seven to eight different production companies and. They're all okay with me working with one another because in a way they're not really competing with each other. Yeah. And it's not it's not like I have uh, it's not like we signed a contract where I go on full time with that mm-hmm. production company. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really flexible and, and I kind of got into it by accident where I really love filming. I just don't enjoy editing as much mm-hmm. or the pre-production process as much. Mm-hmm. So I in a way I, I got lucky with that where I, I build this connection or these connection with a lot of production companies mm-hmm. and they just hit me up whenever they need help and I show up with the gear and I do what I love most which is camera op and then here and then I'll, I'll direct and camera op at the same uh-huh. time but uh-huh. yeah Very yeah, so yeah yeah word of mouth and social media too Instagram has gotten me some work mm-hmm. yeah nice yeah well that's convenient because you know after you built that network basically mm-hmm. you know you just keep building it mm-hmm. but now you have different places that you can pull from mm-hmm. when it comes to jobs so yeah. that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah and i know you get work through word of mouth too right you haven't paid for any yeah. advertisement exactly i yeah. mean so far i haven't done any paid advertising mm-hmm. i know i'll probably do that in the future but uh really the network you know the, the type of network that you build mm-hmm. and foster is one thing that you have to keep building right and keeping your relationship with that's important because i what yeah. i've noticed is um a lot of people 
build their network and they tend to forget about the people and clients that they work with in the beginning that gave them those jobs mm-hmm. um and so they they all they are always searching for the next client but then if they keep doing that they're always going to be searching for the next mm-hmm. client the, ne- the next person to work with and then they forget about the people mm-hmm. in the past because the other people that i know that are successful they keep great relationships with the people that they work with earlier on in their mm-hmm. career and i know they still give them business to this day mm-hmm. so it's just you know fostering that network yes. that you have yes it's very important yeah. yes that's something uh, not many people talk about maintaining that relationship yes it's like you know getting getting a client it's kind of like a relationship when you get yeah. a girlfriend and getting, getting mm-hmm. a girlfriend's one thing but to maintain that that's another thing exactly yeah. exactly that's cool man yeah yeah that's, so yeah yeah that's that's what i found to be very important like the ones that Mm-hmm. are actually you know uh, successful and and getting consistent jobs it's the maintenance of that mm-hmm. relationship so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's, it's, i think it's also it also has to do with uh, showing appreciation for the work you get exactly to. exactly because like, you have to start somewhere right yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. exactly awesome so um project wise mm-hmm. what are the what are the main types of projects that you film currently? So right now, I'm doing a lot of events, mm-hmm. weddings, and uh, marketing events. I do a little bit of real estate, not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Music videos here and there, uh, shooting for schools, corporates, uh, stuff like that. I've done a Kickstarter video once, mm-hmm. but I, I, I try to stay with the, the more creative jobs over mm-hmm. the corporate jobs, mm-hmm. just because it's you get to be more creative exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. get the creative juices yeah. flowing yeah yeah so what would you say uh has been the the, t- the project that you had the most fun on to film oh i really enjoy working with kids mm-hmm. so currently i'm doing this big project for mayfield junior school mm-hmm. in pasadena it's a catholic school mm-hmm. and the kids are amazing to work with mm-hmm. and it they're, they're, not, they're not shy at all. They're mm-hmm. really easy to work with in front of the camera. Right, so they, right. they'll, they'll come to you. You don't have to tell them to go in front that's, of That's the best. Yes. yes they, <laughs> yeah, right. It makes it work easier. And they're all, not just that, they're very smart and mm-hmm. very, very talented too. So it's really cool. And I, I, one, one of the beauty of being around kids is that they bring out the kid in you. So yes. it's not, you know, I'm sure you know this too and you can relate. As you get older, you for, you for, kind of forget what it's like to have that curiosity mm-hmm. or the desire to learn and grow as a kid. Cause like as a kid, that's all you want to do. You're curious, you want to learn, you want to yeah. grow. As you get older, life happens, you kind of forget that. Mm-hmm. But being around kids remind me of, of what it's like to be youth, youthful, mm-hmm. which is, you know, your state of mind in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah, because exactly like you were saying, you, you tend to forget because you're always on the go. You're thinking yeah. about different things. Now you're having you yeah. know, bills to pay and whatever yeah. else. But when you go and film at those schools, yeah. you know, those kids, they don't have much to worry about no, in the world. And, and it's awesome to see that. And it really, mm-hmm. you know, it, you you feel that when, yeah. you, when you're filming them. Yeah. And I know you work with kids and, and mm-hmm. you film a lot of schools. So yes. you know, I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And it it's is. good because it's always different every single time. Sometimes yes. you get... You, sometimes you get, um, you know, schools that you work with and, and, and the kids um, are a little bit more shy. Yes. But it, it's not a bad thing because it just takes a little bit time to, for them to warm up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and I know sometimes when I work with schools where the kids are a little bit shy, yeah. I just uh, take out my long zoom lens and just try to oh, yeah. prop somewhere and just get the shot of yeah. like some organic, yeah. you know, yeah. interactions going yeah. on. But you know, it's it's always adapting to your to environment. Your environment. Yes, that's all. Totally I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Those types of projects yeah. are super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, tell me your why. Like, why do you film? Oh, uh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. That's a big question. <laughs> you know, but I've actually talked about this with a couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't want to just follow the norm or what people consider the norm was, mm-hmm. which, you know, get a degree, get a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. That wasn't for me. I, I knew coming into it, I wanted to be a leader. So I'm working towards that process. And I didn't want to just follow somebody. I, I wanted to create my own life, my own path. And, and my why is to have more freedom with what I do, do what I love. That's, that's the easy, that's the easy one. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a, that's a, it's hard to put it into words. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. My why is to share my passion with other passionate people to put it that way. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And is it, and basically, it's through film. Yes. Basically, through film. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And and I see that because you know you you are creating communities such as Gimbros. <laughs> you have your own community and your own profile that you're creating. And I just look at the interactions, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Thanks. You know, you you it's it's genuine. It's Thank not you. like you know you see other <laughs> other profiles on Instagram and. You know they may, might have a, like a lot of following and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but their interactions, their engagement doesn't seem as genuine, mm-hmm. right? And and I think also too is you also interact with yes. your followers yes. and those whoever else interacts in your yes. profile, and that's very important mm-hmm. because you know it's totally it's, it's a two way street. It is. I totally agree. Uh, if you I don't know if you noticed, but I re- I try to reply reply back to everybody. Yes. So. And another thing too, I want I want to give back to the community in a bit because this is all self-taught for me. Mm-hmm. And I've spent hours and days, weeks, years making these mistakes, right. uh, learning these these t- techniques and mm-hmm. tricks and tips. Mm-hmm. I want to share with people so that I could, they could get to their goal faster. Right. You know. So yeah. Yeah. I want to be that person they can go to to rely on in, in exactly. a way. Yeah. So. Because there's a lot of you know, students out there that are in school, they have this passion, they mm-hmm. like to film, but nowadays there's no one route. Cause usually before it'd be like, okay, if you like film, you would go to Hollywood. Yeah. You you go be part of a studio, mm-hmm. work your way up. Now with that technology that we have and this, you know, the communities like a social media and things like that, mm-hmm. it's so easy to connect and then so easy to pave your own path Mm-hmm. when it comes to filming mm-hmm. you know totally agree. yeah and so yeah. nowadays i think it's it's easier but it's also a little bit harder at the same time just a little bit just because it's easier to connect with other people but if you you know are in like situate your situation like starting out or like self-taught like, mm-hmm. like we were you kind of have to 
make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. But if you have, you know, like a, a person like you that wants to help and, and help and provide the, the information that you have, mm -hmm. you know, share the mistakes that you uh, experienced earlier on to make sure they didn't, don't experience those. Yeah. Um, you know, that's very, very important, you know, that yes, I see for like today's youth. Yes, especially in filmmaking and things like that. Yes, yeah. I agree. And like, and like you, I wish, I wish you know, I had some people to, you know, to 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 look up to when mm -hmm. I was filming and not make those mistakes because you know when you when you're self taught, you know, you make those yes. mistakes. But it, it, it's it's good at the same time because you you really learn from. Yes, those, you don't forget yeah. those kind of mistakes. Yeah, you don't forget those. Did you have anyone that you shadow when you started out, or is so when I started? Um, like my my first uh, job was so when I was in college, mm -hmm. um, I well I played football my freshman year in college. I got recruited to play football uh, up at the University of Puget Sound in Washington. Mm -hmm. So I played there for a year. At the end of the year, um, during one of the spring training practices, I broke my leg. Oh. Yeah, my tibia fibula. So it was like facing that way, <laughs> but. Um, Anyways, after that, I knew I wanted to be in business, mm -hmm. but I knew I wasn't going to be playing football forever. So I closed that chapter, tried to see, okay, what was I going to do for my career? And, you know, got in touch with my mentor uh, that summer because I had to get a mentor for my um, major in order to graduate. And so he he saw that i made a video for my family's summer vacation trip at the lake and he said oh that's very cool can you make some videos for my products just product promo stuff and i was like sure i'll do that he's like you should really consider pursuing this and i said okay i will so i went back to so my junior year and you know the football team wasn't doing really well at that time and I wanted to help out still and be a part of that uh, mm -hmm. in any way I could so I asked the coach hey can I create like a highlight film just like a hype film yeah for the football team before the season starts and he's like sure go ahead so I did and I had sent it out to the team they liked it they shared it you know shared it throughout campus I mean the, the school I went to it wasn't the biggest it was pretty small so I think that was also a good thing too in a way because things can be spread faster and you can actually make a name for yourself, unlike going to like a big UC school or, or right. something like that. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I did that, and then eventually the athletic department saw those videos, and I made a video for every uh, home game of the season, and um, they wanted me to do a video for all the sports teams on campus. So that was kind of like the first job. But in terms of job shadowing, um, it was wasn't until I came back here. And I shadowed a photographer. He wasn't actually a videographer, but he was a photographer, but it was for a wedding. And the couple said it was okay that I could just create a video for them because they didn't have that big of a budget and, and they, they were more so for the photos, but it, it would mm -hmm. be like a, a plus if there was a video. So, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> this is where I made one of my big first mistakes that I, I now looking back, I was like, I'm glad that happened, but I'm make sure not to happen before. Yeah. Or after, so um, it was the audio. So I was basically the sole videographer, right? And I was creating a highlight. But you know, when you do a wedding, you also have to have the video for the whole wedding put together, and then have a highlight. 
I was just focused on the highlight. And my camera was the GH4. And I was using it for kind of like the first time. I was probably using it for a month um, uh, until I was filming then. And then I was filming slow-mo. And in that camera, it doesn't capture audio when filming slow-mo. Right. And I was, I, I thought you can like grab it after or whatever. Nope. There was no audio. And the, <laughs> the, the videographer uh, was kind of pissed. And I was so super embarrassed. And I was like, all right, from then on, I just make sure I have audio and a backup audio. So that was the one of the you know biggest mistakes that I made. But now when I do weddings from time to time, I always make sure there's you know audio backup audio. Yes, things like that. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it's just things like that. It's yes. Like, you, you, you it really hits you hard, but you learn from it. Right. You right. Know? It's it's you learn it much more than someone than having someone tell you don't make the mistake. You know. It's, right. That's right. It. I'm sure growing up as kids, your parents tell you all these things. Yeah. But you're not you're not really going to learn until you make the mistake yourself right yeah exactly that's, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that's like why that's why you get a sony you record audio yeah. on <laughs> well you know I, I do film on a sony too the a7s2 nice. i like it a lot yeah because like, i know you film on the was it the r a7r3 r3 mm -hmm. that one's a beast yeah. that one's a beast it's, it's a good a, camera it's a good camera i wish i wish i knew about the a7 III before yeah. it came out which is like the exact same thing yeah but better in low light. I heard and, really good things about that camera. Yeah, it's yeah. good all, and the price too. It's, you can't, oh can't beat that. Yeah, it's. I just didn't like how Sony released the R three before the A seven three, because it's the R three is twelve hundred more. Yeah, that you could like, save for us. Sony, why did you do that? You they know? did it on purpose, but it's okay. Of course, I forgive yeah, them. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Yes. Um, so I, I know we talked about, yeah. uh, this is uh, two more questions. So I know we talked about, um, you know, being, you being self-taught. Um, what would you say would be the advantages or disadvantages of being self-taught and not going to film school? Um, the advantage, advantages of being self-taught, you save money mm -hmm. that you could invest towards gear and learn through experience on the field, you know. Uh, and the disadvantage is that uh, I've, I've heard that when you go to school for it, you build this network. Yeah. And that can get you a lot of jobs straight out of school. Mm -hmm. So I get that. I guess that's the advantages and the disadvantages of yeah. being yeah. self-taught. Yeah. And I think it depends on the type of person because, yeah. you know, some people do well in a school environment. Others, mm -hmm. they can they can teach themselves and just get courses online if they yes. need to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some people prefer to sit in the classroom and learn all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, others are more hands-on. Like I, I'm very hands-on, and I prefer to learn it on the field. Right. Versus, I, I, it's hard for me to sit in one spot. I don't yeah. know if you can relate to that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 Always. <laughs> it, it, it's. 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 Good to learn. Well, I, what I've found for me is I like to learn hands-on and mm -hmm. like, you know making mistakes and certain things but actually doing it not conceptually but actually doing mm -hmm. it on, mm -hmm. in the field mm -hmm. so and i know it's the same for you yeah. too yeah. yeah so i mean everyone everyone learns differently that's right when it comes down to it you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be using the gear yeah yeah and creativity like, as well nothing against the school or anything like yeah, that no. you know as long as it works for you exactly i know what you, exactly. I know what you like yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. so the last question that we have um is if you have one piece of advice for your younger self when you're starting out in filmmaking, what would that be? 
Um, one of, just one of us? There's so many. If you have um, maybe like three that you want to talk about, you can. Three? But yes. Yeah. Uh, pursue filmmaking earlier. Stop drinking and partying. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> and the third thing is um, embrace the grind and the struggle. Yes. Because you know a lot of people going to this, they see the glamour that people show, like the highlight of it mm-hmm. on Instagram. And yeah. It's easy to compare yourself to others, and or it's easy to uh, let other people's opinions hinder your growth. But uh, what people don't see is the struggle behind mm-hmm. what we go through to get to where yeah, we are. Exactly. And this there's, there's is like on top of the iceberg. Yeah. There's so much beneath it, the struggle. It's, uh, nice you don't sleep, failures, you know, like negative feedback or whatever it may yeah. be. And I've learned, it was not until recently, like about two years ago, that I learned to embrace the grind. And when you appreciate the struggle mm-hmm. as much as you appreciate the highlight of your career, mm-hmm. Things just kind of fall into place, and then it just snowball. Yeah. So that's like I think that's would be that would be the biggest advice mm-hmm. I could give to myself. But knowing myself back then, my my old version would probably not even listen to the me now. So. <laughs> but yeah, that, those are some things I would say. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all part of the journey, you know. Yeah. You're, you're growing as mm-hmm. a filmmaker. Yeah. You're making those mistakes. Yes. But it's it's all in the betterment of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I heard someone say I forgot who it was, but they said that. You know, if if you are not willing to wake up in the middle of the night and do exactly what you're doing now, mm-hmm. then it's not worth your time. Like, I remember there's times when, you know, I'd be filming real estate and, you know, it, I, I like to, it, it's good to film it during, you know, golden hour. You mm-hmm. know, I try to do that mm-hmm. when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I have the chance... I like to film like sunrises or the sunsets, but the sunrises are the hard part because you got to wake up super early before then. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I wake up and I think to myself, you know, is this what I really want to do sometimes? And then I just remind myself, it's like, I get the opportunity to film a sunrise, mm-hmm. add that to a video. And this is something that I love to do. Of course. Oh, yes, I, I love this. I'll do it all, awesome, all day, every day, you know? Yeah. And I think it's things like that when, you know, and I know like you were saying too, you, you know, you get in such a groove into a mode that sometimes, you know, you forget that this is work. And and I think that, like you were saying, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that we do gets glamorized and they, and especially through social media. Yes. And I think... That's why it's a very important to have like that, um, keep that divide between what's reality and, you know, what's and what's not, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it comes to social media. So mm-hmm. that's very, very important. Um, yes. But yeah. Stupid. Man, everything you said just resonated so well with me. I agree 150%. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, I'm so glad because, you know, there's not a lot of filmmakers that I've been able to hang out with all the time. Um, you know, because I'm hanging out with clients. I'm, I'm doing stuff. Which I'm, is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good great thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a great thing. Or I'm like, you know, by myself in the dungeon editing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, but but to, yeah. to, to do some film talk, you know, with a fellow filmmaker is awesome. Because you get to really share, mm-hmm. you know, the ups and downs and the actual story. Because everyone comes from a different place. Yes. 
but we're all in that same community of filmmaking yeah, and yeah. it's awesome yeah 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 very awesome yeah man and we're gonna we're gonna collaborate soon yeah yeah exactly i'm looking forward to it here the entire time <laughs> yeah. so is there any like anything in the future um that you like to uh or that you like to share like any plans um uh not that i can think of off the top of my head any oh. any new uh instagram video ideas I got a couple. I want yeah. to create another Gimbal training video, nice. volume two. Volume two. Coming soon. <laughs> Look uh, out for that. <laughs> uh, I definitely want to collaborate more with content creators and get more into the YouTube realm, post mm -hmm. more tips and tricks. I get a yeah. lot of questions on social media. Mm -hmm. And I, I try to post as much as I can and, then, and you know, reply back to everybody. But mm -hmm. I want to create more videos for YouTube. So yeah. that's, that's the goal for now. Okay. I'm at the point where I think I could bring a good amount of value to people. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think you got a lot of expertise, especially like in gimbals and stuff. That's, yeah. that's, I like gimbals. That's like you. That's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. I, yeah. I, I also enjoy doing handheld too. It's more organic in my opinion, but everyone wants gimbals. All right. Yeah. I'll show them the gimbal. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm so glad that you were able to stop by and you know, share, share your experience, um, with me and all of you. And, um, you can check out Tam, all his social media, uh, info is going to be here. So make sure to check him out. He's awesome. Also check out his Gimbros community as well. Uh, a lot of cool stuff on there. So Tam, thanks again for joining and we'll see you in the next episode.